Amen. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 14, Proverbs chapter 22. Romans chapter 14, Proverbs chapter 22. More of a teaching message tonight. Romans chapter 14, Proverbs chapter 22. <coughs> Wyatt asked me if he could <coughs> stay in big church tonight. I said, well, Ben's got a lesson ready for you and all the things I'll plan for you in the annex. And I said, why do you want to be in big church? He's like, I want to hear the message. I was like, well, you never want to hear the message out here. Well, what makes today different? He goes, I saw the mom's thumbnail. I said, oh, okay. Sometimes I give Rachel a, a title that I'm, <clears throat> almost all the time, I'm curious to see what she ends up doing with it. <clears throat> Amen. Romans chapter 14, verse 5. One man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. I know some, some out there are thinking, oh my goodness, where is he going? That's not a good start. <clears throat> but we celebrate man-made holidays. We celebrate our birthdays. We celebrate New Year's Eve. You can celebrate a day over another if you want. Paul says it doesn't matter. I, it, it means it's nothing. But now 2,000 years later, should we celebrate Halloween? Brother Tony, did you open in a word of prayer, brother? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> when I was growing up, we would always go trick-or-treating, but it wasn't trick-or-treating. I, I don't know how mom was with you. There's an age gap, by the way. One of us is way older than the other. Uh, but we always had to say, Happy Halloween. Did you have to do that? So we, we'd go trick-or-treating, and it was Happy Halloween. And I, I think we went out most years... <clears throat> um, we would have nice costumes for the most part. Uh, I was Dick Tracy one year. Uh, I remember being a ninja karate guy one year. Um, um, one year I was a Dracula. I remember mom was not happy about that. You know, a 19-year-old should never dress up. A, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. He's <laughs> 25. <clears throat> I remember one time uh, Tim had a bag of candy. This is when we had the bunk beds, and he was at the top. For some reason... It was next to, he had a shelf and he had that, the G.I. Joe airplane F-15 or something, remember? F-14? It was, it was right by that, but like the heat from the vent came up, melted the whole bag in his pillowcase, right? Yeah, awful, awful. You know, first world problems. Amen. Total spending on Halloween this year alone will reach $7.4 billion. $2.8 billion will be spent on costumes overall. $1.1 billion on children's costumes and $1.4 billion on adult costumes. Uh, uh, the funny thing is about that, they're the same size. <clears throat> Americans will spend $350 million on costumes for their furry friends. That's their uh, pets. <clears throat> and consumers will spend $2.2 billion on candy this year. Wow. Wow. And I love the suspense. Everyone's on their edge of their seat, like, where's he going with this? And I love that, you know. 
<clears throat> like when I, when I did that tithing message, like you could hear a pin drop in the room. <clears throat> Me and Rachel used to go, I almost said tithing, trick-or-treating with the kids. We took them out. And I don't know, two, two or three years maybe we did it. Not long. Uh, ben was, um, I don't know, he could walk and talk. And I think Noah was in a stroller. And... Uh, <clears throat> And we did it, and in, in, in whatever, a couple, three years we did it, every year we, we liked it less. And every time we go out, we're like, we don't like this scene. And it's like, for some reason, for one night a year, it's, this is crazy, but this is reality. For one night a year, this is acceptable. Okay, I'll, I'll pick on Noah. Let's just pretend Noah's four years old. He's really scared of that, that, that mutilated zombie that has blood coming from his eyes. And it's like, it's okay, son. It's normal. It, it actually, it's a good thing to be scared by. That's great. As long as you do it in moderation, it's okay to, to, to partake of these things. Because that's not normal. That's just not natural. But we tell our kids, it's okay. It's okay. It's just fine. I know that... that, that the guy with the chainsaw that's acting like he's chopping off daddy said, it's okay. We do it. We just do it once a year. It's fine. Turn to Proverbs 22.6. Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. We're taught a lot of things growing up. We're taught that it's okay to, 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 to totally celebrate with the dead zombies walking around once a year. I mean, that's totally socially acceptable. That's what we teach our kids. I, uh, <clears throat> I've used the illustration many times about the, the kids next door that were listening, just that the, the most awfulestest gangster rap on Christmas morning that I ever heard with all the explicit cuss words and everything. And how it broke my heart that those kids, that, that was their Christmas morning. So when they're raised up and they're grown teenagers and in their 20s, no wonder they're thugs. Because their most beautiful moments was with the <clears throat> most violent customers talking about killing each other. It's important to train up a child in the way he should go. Turn to Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20. Ryan, I love that. She puts the ver- I give her the verses before church. There's way less page turning. Amen. Amen. Except for um, Noah, he still he struggles to find anything in the in the Bible. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Isaiah chapter five verse twenty. So the, the question that I that I'm asking is why would we tell our children that scary monsters are good? Isaiah says, Warn to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We teach our children these things, that that's okay. When I was a younger man, I would listen to some country music. 
And it would be like while well, working with the guys on the roof, right? <clears throat> Early 20s, maybe. But the more I began to love the Lord, and the more that I started to like, you know, really love his word, the more I really didn't like the country music. And the more I listened, I was like, man, I, that really just rubs me the wrong way. <clears throat> then you get to a point where like you hate it. When I was young, Ryan, <clears throat> we watched Stephen King's It. Do you remember that? Yeah, right. It scared me, so I don't know how old I was. I don't want to tell you how scared I was. That, like, messed me over for a long time. I'm talking like I was, like, at least eight or nine. And uh, I used to like that scary movie when I was younger. But, like, as I get older, I realize there's a lot of demonic things in that. And I'm really turned off by all that scary movie stuff. I'm not just talking about a suspense movie. I'm just talking about that scary, demonic-y type stuff. And, and I know we, we like to think of uh, uh, the Christians that will go out on Halloween will always say, well, we just love the pumpkins and Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, I'll watch the Charlie Brown Christmas, I guess. I don't know if I've ever actually watched it, but like I'd watch it and whatever. Uh, uh, we have pumpkins on our porch. It's not carved. We got them from the garden. Um, but I remember when we were going out with the kids, we are having this conversation, me and Rachel, Boy, we don't like this like we did when we were kids. Man, look at all the demonic things that are, you know. Not only did we not notice it as kids, but I am sure, like everything else as our sin nature goes, this world's a lot worse than it was 10, 20 years ago. Then why are we putting our kids in front of us and telling them it's okay? Because we were taught it's okay. Right? We have this great idea uh, this great uh, uh, pastime as uh, modern Christians to say, let's do what culture says and let's not even look to the Bible. Let me get back to the message. Amen. <clears throat> um, we set up at the Apple Festival. Okay, we're, we're, we're part of the Apple Festival by being there. We pay for a, we pay for a booth. It's like 250 bucks, Right. Uh, we, we're part of it. And Lord willing, next year, if the lettuce, you realize there's no apples at the Apple Festival? Right. Along with the waters, we're hoping to let us pass out apples. That might really go a long way with all the folks. But <clears throat> here's my question. Should, so, so, and that's a good thing. We, we, we're, we're, we're in the community. Hey, there's the church's name. We're passing out tracks and bags and everything else. So we're singing. That's awesome. Should we go to the local bar and sit at one of the tables and pass out tracts? No, why not? That would just set a bad precedent. By us being at the Apple Festival, that's putting our stamp of approval on the Apple Festival. Like, we're here and we approve this message. You go into the bar, now you're putting your stamp of approval on the bar. Okay? Should we, uh, should we take our hope back to... Now, some Christians will disagree with me on this. Should, should we take our booth, take it down to, where is it, Florida or California? Where's the gay pride parade at? California. Surprise, surprise. Should we take a booth out there and set up? And have a Hope Baptist Church booth and pass out bags. Well, someone said, well, you got to get the gospel out. 
Ah, by, but by mere your presence being there and our church name up there, now we're associated with that. By us being there, we're putting our stamp of approval on it. The very same way we don't go to the bar, we don't go to the strip club, right? right? Even if it's just going there to eat their wings. Or, or I'm just going to go and I'm going to counsel with a friend of mine to help him out with the problem that he's going through. That's my, because my intentions are good, right? That's like, that's like listen to uh, 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 this, this uh, Christian rap or Christian rock, Christian whatever in, in, in that worldly term. And, and just like totally rocking out to it. And be like, oh man, the words are so good. I can't hardly hear them. And they're generic, but the words are good. No, you're putting your, your approval on the whole spirit of the thing. There's a spirit to music. I'm, I'm, let, me, let me get off that rabbit for a moment. Um, but the fact of the matter is that Christians today are more concerned about having a good time rather than the testimony of Christ. We all justify what we want to do. Every man is right in his own eyes. I remember uh, uh, one of my brothers, he happens to be here tonight, uh, I remember him telling me that every man meets his own paycheck. Did I say that right? Every man meets his own paycheck. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. <clears throat> and, uh, and how true is that? In the same way, every person in here justifies themselves in their own eyes. No matter how wicked your sin is, no matter how hypocritical you are, no matter how backslidden you are, we justify it. And just like my Uncle Jim said, there's a lot of reasons to not pay your rent. There's, you can have a lot of good reasons, but none of them are good enough. There's a lot of good reasons for me to not have a message ready tonight. I mean, a lot of good reasons. Good reasons. But none of them are good enough. Believe me, I talked to the Lord. He, he don't allow it. He said, no, you're still the pastor. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> All right. I know some will say it's harsh, but... But um, we're not talking about um, we're not talking about uh, uh, whether or not we should bob for apples in the fall festival times. We're, we're talking about should we celebrate Halloween with the world? And some people will say, "Hi." So, so let's let's look at what Halloween is just for a moment. Their origins, Halloween, they're they're a little fuzzy, but all historians point back to. Old Celtics. <clears throat> Across the board, Halloween is grounded in pagan Celtic practices of the fall festival called the Samhain. It's spelled S-A-M-H-E-I-N, but it's pronounced Samhain. And Samhain was a celebration at the end of the summer, a time when the days began to get darker quicker, and it was believed that the veil between the dead and the living was at its thinnest. And that the souls of the dead could pass through this veil and make contact with the living. But not just make contact. We're talking about dead souls not just making contact through this thin veil at a certain time of year that happens right at this fall festival time. But these dead souls could play tricks on you and they could torment you. Right? And, and, and what these Celts would do, they would, <clears throat> they would try to hide from these dead souls that are tormenting people. So they would get ashes and they put it on their face. Sometimes they'd make masks to look like some demonic spirit or a dead body. They would put themselves in old clothes, look like old dead people walking, 
so that the spirits wouldn't torment them. Just some basic roots of Halloween. And there, there's, there's much more that this is really just a quick little shotgun with sh small BBs shooting at this. <clears throat> but there's a lot more Celtic uh, celebrations that go into this. Necromancers, uh, 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 Wicca loves it, witches love, oh my, this time of year. Um, if Brother Slabbert was here, he would tell you that this is Halloween night is the most favorite day of Satanists. Oh, they love Halloween. That is the, the, that is the climax of the whole year. That's like our Christmas to Christians. They love Halloween. Oh, they sacrifice animals. When I was studying this, in the not many hours that I would have liked to study for it, I learned that um, where we get the word bonfire, where they take they did it here. They would do it for other things too. So I'm not putting this just on Halloween and in pagan practices. But along with the pagan practices, uh, 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 Satanists would uh, get all these. Uh, they would save their dead animals and they'd pile them up in these piles and they would burn them and it would be like a pile of burning bones, a bone fire, which is literally where we get the word bonfire. It wasn't just the Celts that practiced that, so that's not just a Halloween thing, although it was part of it. <clears throat> and there's, 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 there's more to it. I enjoy getting into a deeper uh, study on it another day. But the evening, wait, let me give it back. I'm taking a step back, but I'll have to catch up later. The evening before All Saints Day became known as Hallow's Eve, and later on it became Halloween. I also learned that the, tra the traditional colors of black and orange, that's just not some generic thing. No, that's that is directly to the Celts. It was uh, black represented the end of summer, the death of summer, and orange was the autumn leaves coming in. Interesting. Interesting. I've heard this before, and I, I copy and pasted it and put it in this message. I'm going to read it. Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan, not the club at the high school that, you know, um, doesn't like the Boy Scouts. You know, the, 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 the founder of the Church of Satan. So he thinks he's the founder. Anton LaVey said this specifically. He says, I was a general to the kingdom of darkness and witchcraft. I would sit with the devil and talk to him like I'm talking to you today. It was that kind of communication. It was that kind of relationship. A couple paragraphs later, he says this. I am glad that Christian uh, parents let their children worship the devil at least one night out of the year. Welcome to Halloween. The word Halloween is not found in the Bible. I didn't even try to look. <laughs> And I, and I love the mantra, chapter, book, and verse, chapter, right, right? Um, but but I, I don't spout that off. It's good to know what you believe and to point to Scripture what you believe. But you can have a chapter, book, and verse for come up with anything you want. Right. It's not just chapter, book, and verse. It's context. How about verses for what you believe in? Right. <clears throat> right. 
So you, you look up a word, well, I can't find Halloween in the Bible. I can't find rapture in the Bible. I can't find... There is nowhere in the Bible that tells me that as a child, I'm supposed to clean my room every Tuesday and make up my bed. It doesn't say that. Not once. There's a lot of things that the Bible doesn't say. But let's be honest. If we think logically, if, if God had to babysit us so specifically and write every little thing like we want to be in our perfect little legalist Baptist world, that, that you literally couldn't, the book would be two miles high. So God wrote everything that we need to know concentrated, and we can get what? Principles. Understand the mind of God and understand, oh, you know what, he works through authority. God, God, God gave me parents, and I'm supposed to do it with my parents. I'm supposed to honor them. Mom and dad to clean my room. Therefore, I need to clean my room. Turn to Leviticus 19.31. The Bible doesn't say you can't celebrate Halloween. And by the way, you don't lose your salvation if you do. Otherwise, me and Rachel would have lost it many years ago. And when Miss Darla and Miss Ruby go out trick-or-treating in a couple weeks, you won't lose your salvation. Amen. But Leviticus 19.31, you say, it's Old Testament, that don't apply to us. But the principle is there. Uh, God's, God's uh, opinion is there and how he feels about it. He said, regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. God does not have good thoughts about wizards or wizardry or, or anything that are satanic. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. Ryan, if you need to uh, uh, quietly say uh, Siri, Ephesians 5.11, I'll understand. Amen. Ephesians 5.11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. This isn't, I, I'm, this isn't a, a Dan Gunther um, um, uh, hobby horse. It, it really never has been. But the more I learn about the Word of God, the more that I just hate the whole thing about Halloween. I don't even like going in Home Depot seeing the decorations. I don't like it. You might be saying, but pastor, I don't, I don't celebrate the dead. I just enjoy the pumpkins and the cuteness and the costumes. It's really like saying you go to Hooters for the wings. And I understand where you're coming from. I, I do. I, I know Christians that, that, that I love and I would totally fellowship with. They, they go out trick-or-treating and they, they love. And, and they're dressing up as Mario and Luigi. And they're doing all this kinds of stuff. What, what are you going to be, Ryan, this year? A pastor, you're right? <laughs> Ryan's going to do like we used to do at church we, or Awanas. We would have a... Instead of Halloween, you could dress up as a Bible character at Awanas. And, and everyone's Noah or Moses or Jesus, but like y'all just wearing a robe and sandals and y'all look the same. <laughs> I, was, I was there. I was there. Amen. <clears throat> I think I once told Ryan you have to argue extremes. And when I told him that, I, was, I had a rebellious heart. <clears throat> but sometimes bringing the extreme out is, uh, proves a point. If a Vladimir Putin were to have a party right now, would you go? You're invited. You could, 
you can partake of the, you, you know what, you can even go and wear a Hope Baptist Church uh, uh, or Victory Baptist Church shirt. I would prefer you do that if you went to Vladimir Putin's party. But you wouldn't go because you don't even want to be associated with them. Just your mere presence puts your stamp of approval of being there. The church has always had a problem mixing idolatry with Christianity. Always, 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 always. It was a problem for Paul in Ephesus, and it's a problem even today. In the 8th century, the uh, <clears throat> residing pope of the Catholic Church designated November 1st as Saints' Day. And this is where I was jumping ahead of myself. So that Christians could partake in the Samhain celebrations, that it would be, but, but it would be justified because this was the thought, because you're celebrating saints of God not just dead people. That was the thought behind it. That way, now Christians can now start celebrating, you know, with the Sao and the Celtic things, and it wouldn't be so wicked because, you know what, we're celebrating the same, uh, the same celebration, but I'm just celebrating the, 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 the saints of old that we deem godly of the Catholic Church, and that's a whole other conversation. You guys are just celebrating dead people, but we can celebrate together. Well, guess what happened? Well, it completely just mingled. Christian, Christian music and Christian rap music was like, hey, let's get together. You know, oh, well, it's, it's, it's godly because it's Christian it words. It's, it's good words, but we're going to put this beat to it. And we're going to hang out at all the same parties. And guess what? It just kind of mingled into the same big party. And that's just, there's so much more to that. But let me move on. Our founding fathers, when fighting for freedom in this country, would roll over in their graves with these statues getting knocked down and, 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 and the woke crowd uh, absolutely just stomping on our flag. They would roll over in their graves. In the same way that our founding fathers, uh, our church fathers, would be rolling in their graves to see the pagan idolatry that's celebrated among Christians. I've been guilty. I'm I'm acknowledging this. The Fox's Book of Martyrs records the death of Timothy. This is, in, this is not biblical. It's not inspired. And you say, well, you can't ever bring up anything. I've been told this. I can't look at commentaries. It's not in the Bible. Okay, then, then go to public school and put your fingers in your ears and don't learn about the geography of the land because there's no information other than the Word of God. We get our doctrine from the Bible. We can also learn things from other biblical sources. Let me move on. The Fox's Book of Martyrs records the death of Timothy, that he opposed the pagan celebration called, and I don't know if, if I'm saying this right, let's just pretend that I am, the Feast of Catagonian. It was a huge festival within the city of Ephesus, and they would parade in the streets dressing up like their gods and their idols. What did the Christian always want to do? Mingle with the world. That's what they were doing. But they were getting, people were getting saved. God was moving. It was awesome. I mean, Ephesus was a hot spot. Paul was there. It was, I think he was there more than any other place, right? But there was a lot of wickedness there, too. It was a big old, uh, I think, a port city. It was, it was, it was happening. Things were, but there was a lot of idolatry. 
What happens when you get saved or you become a Christian? Well, you still consequences of your sin, so you're still around that. I know there's, right, right, that whole repentance thing, Rob? Yeah, you, 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 you got saved. You're in your sin. You got saved. Repentance. I'm looking to the Lord now, but you're still a, in, you still have a smoking problem. You're still a cusser, right? You're going to start you know, growing in the Lord. You, you'll walk more godly, and there's still consequences of our sin. And that's what would happen. The, the Christians at Ephesus, they were mingling with the world. They wanted to partake in these, these festivities. And you're like, ah, yeah, hey, you know what? I know that they're worshiping their gods. We don't worship that God. But you know what? They're apple bobbing. And they're having three-legged races. And you know what? I'm taking my kids over to them, and it's, we're just going to have such a good time. Well, I didn't dress like their gods. I, you know, we dressed like Paul. Or they could have dressed like Moses and Noah too, I guess. It would have looked exactly like what they wore probably. Different colors. So Timothy, to combat this, he starts preaching in the street against what they were doing. Saying how this is wrong, we ought not mingle with the world. And guess what? The crowds beat him to death. The Bible doesn't say that. Fox Book of Martyr does. And why do we, as Christians, decorate our houses and partake in the festivities of pagan holy days that literally honors everything that the devil loves? I mean, this isn't even like a stretch. I'm not even pulling something out, trying to make something out of a verse, adding a verse in between two verses. I'm not doing that. Satan and Satanists love Halloween. So, as Christians, should we celebrate Halloween? That's the question. If Paul was here today, would, would he be taking his children trick-or-treating? It's a little facetious, but, but I'm, I'm serious. Like, you know, you know those, those corny wristbands, WWJD? Ryan's probably got one on right now. Amen. But there is a principle behind that. What would Jesus do? I feel a little Olsteiny saying that, but but it's true. You know, we've got to prove of this. Did, did 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 the apostles, any of them that have families, did they take their kids? Would, would they take them trick or treating today? I don't think so. I don't think so. Here's a question I have. Let's turn to this verse. This will be our last verse that we'll turn to. 1 Corinthians 10.31. It's not up there. Rachel didn't know I was going to turn there. 1 Corinthians 10.31. Is Jesus glorified when we dress up like ghosts and goblins? Is Jesus glorified when we go to the Halloween party? Is Jesus glorified if we're passing out candy and partaking of it? 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Well, that's a good principle for life in general. Anything, hey, you got some question for the pastor? Should I wear this? Should I go here? Hey, uh, uh, does God get the glory? I just realized a conversation today that was not pointed toward you, Miss Carrie. <laughs> Amen. But really, though, you know, if everything in our life, you know, should, should I work at this job? Uh, you know, I'd have to be serving alcohol. Well, would God get the glory in what you were doing? It's a, it's, it's a great question. 
1 Thessalonians 5.22, you don't have to turn there, but abstain from all appearance of evil. I cannot think of a more direct application to this verse than to dress up as a dead spirit on Satan's favorite day of the year. I'm not even being exaggerating much. That, that's literally the same as having a candy cigarette and an IBC root beer. Abstain from the appearance of evil. Romans 12, 2, you don't have to turn there. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you may be proved what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Good. Problem is we want to conform to the world. Let's, let's put that music, the good music in with the rap. Because my daddy taught me it's okay. My daddy before him taught him that it's okay. So let's break that cycle and quit teaching our kids, hey, that's okay. Whatever the world does, that's okay. Hey, I don't know what the standard is. Let's make the standard whatever the law of the land is. Satan wants the world to think that he's not real. Satan wants the world to, to make light of wickedness, to make light of sin, to make light of morality, because that's so light more than it's ever been. We'll just sleep with whoever. let alone to make light of spiritual warfare. I'll admit, I've been a pastor for a few years exceedingly better than all my family in spiritual matters. But how often am I thinking about spiritual warfare and how Satan's trying to do this? Boy, that ought to be on our minds. It really ought to be. It, amen. What does Scripture say? And I'll close here. Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And you might be coming here tonight thinking, what a fundy, legalist, fuddy-duddy he's going to preach against Halloween celebrations. And I can't believe it. What a typical Baptist preacher that Preaches against wire rim glasses and, and whatnot. But, but here's the thing. Um, I had a little opinion in there, but almost all of that was the Word of God. We're not talking about origins in what, you know, somebody might have said. No, these are origins of Halloween. Amen. Let's close in a word of prayer. Thank you, God, for your Word. Lord, forgive me where I fail you. Uh, Lord, in so many ways.